This week's comment, Last Battles, by Jelani Cobb, from Part 1 of the New Yorker magazine's double issue, June 6th and 13th, 2015. Charleston, South Carolina In some future footnote or parenthetical aside, it may be observed that although General Robert E. Lee surrendered in 1865, the Confederacy's final retreat did not occur until a century and a half later. The rear-guard movement of Republicans in the aftermath of the slaughter in Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church marked the relinquishing of the Confederacy's best fortified positions, the cultural ones. We have for decades willfully coexisted with a translucent lie about the bloodiest conflict in American history and the moral questions at its center. Amid the calls last week to lower the Confederate battle flag at the state capitol, the defenders of the flag averred that it represents heritage, not hate. The great sleight of hand is the notion that these things were mutually exclusive. Americans, both in the South and beyond, attach a particular brand of exceptionalism to the region. This is the reason that there is a Southern Historical Association, but not a Northern one, a genre known as Southern literature, but no Northern corollary, and a concept of Southern politics as something distinct from the national variety. The notion of the Confederate flag as a benign tribute to that exceptionalism rests upon another premise that illustrated, long before our present concerns with climate change and vaccination did, the political usefulness of denial. The idea that the Civil War was not fought over slavery, a claim that would have bewildered those who served in it, allowed Southerners to memorialize the leaders of an armed insurrection without the sticky moral baggage of bondage attached. That interpretation held that the war was sparked by a conflict over tariffs that penalized Southern agriculture to the benefit of Northern industry. Or, more vaguely, that the war was fought over states' rights. This evasion proved amazingly effective. Monuments to the valor of the Confederate ideal dot the South like materiel left on a battlefield. But none of these arguments bear scrutiny. Were the Southerners who erected those monuments concerned primarily about the valor of men, there would be many more dedicated to the former slaves who fought for the Union and risked death or, arguably worse, re-enslavement. Were the war mainly about tariffs? We would be left to think that these fugitives fled farms and plantations to join the Union Army because of their abiding belief in trade protectionism, or that the nearly 40,000 of them who died did so defending their views on federalism.